This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Alicia Wynn. Hi, this is Molly Bryant. Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. Hi, this is Poppy from The Apprentice. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, I'm Holly Sorensen, creator of Make It or Break It. Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Hi, my name is Josie Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner from this season's Apprentice. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Julie Mann. Hello, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an. This is Alec Baldwin. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, this is Jenny Blatt from Love in the Wild. Hey, this is Chelsea Hobbs, and you're listening to two of my favorite blogger podcast guys um, on What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? You get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios Southwest in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who's going to spend a little bit of today in the spanking machine, your host, <laughs> Robert Bob Duvet. That's right, Robert Bob Birthday Boy today, coming to you from the Upper West Side of Manhattan in New York City, where I am podcasting to you today from in my birthday suit. Hey, it hey. is your birthday. My God, and I can think of no better way than spending my birthday with you, dear listener, and wow. you, dear Jason. Yeah, that's what happens when you get older, because, you know, <laughs> there's no better way than this. <laughs> yeah. All I want is to just sit in an uncomfortable chair and bang out an hour-long podcast to entertain the listener. Ah, that's your altruistic birthday. Hey, did you ever have, I could tell by your laugh that you you know what I'm talking about, you had a spanking machine birthday in the past, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I used to be in a rock band called Whiskey Pills and the PBR Street Gang, where part of our show was if there was a birthday in, in the crowd... We would stop at some point, and we would organize a spanking machine for that, <laughs> for that person. Now, I, I feel like the spanking machine fell out of favor very early in my life. Like, I can remember it happening when I was at my old elementary school, and then we moved to my new elementary school when I was seven, and I feel like that happened once or twice. Like, it was a tradition once or twice then, and then it vanished from existence. Is that your Probably experience? Probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it smacks of abuse and violence. <laughs> but and so it's it's a very vague memory for me. But the way I remember it, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you were clearly uh, you brought it back. But wouldn't <laughs> isn't the spanking machine a, a line of people? You know, we all stand in a row and we we spread our legs apart, so we're sort of uh, yes. bow legged, and then. Yes. The birthday person gets on hands and knees and crawls through all of our legs backwards from the front of us to the back, and we all whack the ass of the person as they crawl through. Absolutely. We call that a Monday night out here in New York City. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's, then exactly, I'm... that's exactly how I remember it. 
and uh, it's uh, the you know the stakes are a little bit higher when you're um, you know crawling around on a bar floor with a band playing. It's it's uh, it's exciting, exciting stuff. Well, happy birthday, Rob. Uh, how are you celebrating? Thanks. Um, you know, I've been, you know me, you've known me a long time. I try to milk as much out of the birthday teat as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, yesterday, great day, Jace. You would maybe even, uh, appreciate this as, as a, as a thing to do. Cause you, like me, don't mind spending time by yourself. I you know. I, if I did, I would go wild cause I spend most of my time by myself. Yeah, right? Because you wouldn't know what to do with the other people fucking shit up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, uh, yesterday, I kind of woke up late. You know, I let myself sleep in. I'm taking the dog for for a walk in the morning like I normally do. And it dawns on me that there's a Yankee day game because the night before got rained out and they were kind of cramming in a doubleheader. Hmm. And I'm like, geez, I should really go see the game. I bet you there's tickets for this. So I'm kind of conflicted about it. I'm waffling around. I get on the computer. I look to see if I can get tickets online. You can't day of the game. So I'm like, well, how long would it take me to get up to the Bronx to see if I can get tickets? And I look at the trains, and it's so quick to get up there. So it was like 20 minutes. So I hop on a train, get up there. Sure enough, I was able to buy an $8 bleacher seat. Hey. And experience the brand-new Yankee Stadium and, and catch a game. And it was glorious. Wow. That's a lot of yeah. fun. That is that I love when things like that work out. You sort of roll around, wake up in the mornings like, "Hey, I have an idea." And nah, I I couldn't possibly. And then you look and go, "I could possibly. Should I? I don't I'm going to do this." And damn it, you went and did it. Exactly. It was for once in my life, I finally decided to I was going to I was going to be good to me. I'm not <laughs> taking care of everybody else. I was going to do something for me. Well, did they win? Did the Yankees the, – how the Bombers do? The Bombers won. It's funny because I got there probably about the beginning of the second inning, and they had already scored three runs. So they're up 3 nothing by the time I got into the stadium. Yeah. And it was kind of a ho-hum game. But then in the eighth inning, the dreaded Blue Jays were able to score like – couple runs and they're kind of making a game of it and then the Yankees tacked on an extra insurance run going into the ninth and we all won yay it was great I got home in 20 minutes I mean it couldn't be quicker you might just become a a baseball nut then you could do this all the time that was great I met a couple old timers at the game today yeah you know what I realize? Old timers aren't that much older than me. (laughs) you know what I think about that when you say you go to all these rock shows I kind of feel like Uh you're that guy that we all I am that guy. Turn around and look at, you know, in our teens, going like, "Whoa, that guy." <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Hey, excuse me, sir. I hate that when when I get the sir. Oh, does that ruffle my feathers? <laughs> I don't like being called sir. It just it because it, you know, I know they they mean it as a term of respect and they're not saying it to be you know dickish or whatever. But it's just like really, I'm not a sir. And honestly, cut me some slack because if I'm at the same uber cool show that you're at doesn't that make me kind of in the know i think it's different if you're at a baseball game or at a rock show though because like mm. when we used to go to rock shows like we thought we were cool heading out to see throbbing gristle for example we never forced ourselves to sit through a throbbing gristle show but no. if we went to go see the dickies or snatches of pink you know uh-huh. or the nice. the dbs right so 
Yeah, but like there was something about, and I, you you might agree with this that about you've discovered it. You're in the know. You're hip. Mm-hmm. You've you found a cool thing to go hang out and do. And if you show up and there's some old dude there, you're like, what's this dude doing here? He doesn't know. He's just here. That's what I feel like. I think you're right. I think you're dead on. Like it's like you're pissing on their parade. You've ruined it by your mere presence has ruined their fine. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> you're that guy. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm an invited guest on on behalf of the band who, by and large, you know, if it's a band like the one we were seeing the other night, are guys like around my age. You know, they're within a you know three or four years. You know what I mean? So no, they're not like young by any stretch of the imagination. They're sir as well. They just happen to like you know have a bunch of tattoos and a big bushy beard. Oh yeah. See, I got no. I got no angle on that because, you know, when we went to see the Ramones, which is what makes me think of the Dickies and Snatches of Pink because they're who opened for the Ramones, like we would have no right whatsoever to look around at old dudes there and say, these old dudes have no idea, you know, because we were Ramones. I mean, those those old dudes were there when the Ramones were coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So what about these old timers at the Yankee game? Just it was it was it was lovely. They drove down apparently from some place upstate that was like five hours away, and they retired and they got tickets to see the game. They're actually going to go see both games of the doubleheader, and it was just kind of nice because we were talking, you know, talking baseball at first, we're talking baseball, and then, robbing the old timers, <laughs> and then um, from there it was a conversation, just kind of you know, oh, so where are you from, blah blah blah, and it was just one of those conversations that warm the heart you know there's still humanity out there yeah that's people still care about their fellow man yeah see and that that's the lesson i i never learn because i'm always doing things by myself i just always assume that fellow man is miserable and depraved yeah i think well that's that's a separate conversation anyway so uh what's going on with you i i hear it's still powerfully hot out there in los angeles well it's doing the annoying thing that happens in los angeles now as if there aren't enough annoying things about los angeles but (laughs) do we have a segment (laughs) things that about la well first let me say that if you find something annoying about los angeles or if you want to wish rob a happy birthday or if you're an old timer and like to weigh in on anything we have to say you can send us an email what do they said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much and i say that in the original way that i thought of saying that uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook by searching for What Duvet Said on your Facebook page there. Follow Bob Duvet on Twitter, at Bob Duvet. We'd really like you to head out to the iTunes store and leave us a review there. Give us some stars and leave us a review. Look for What Duvet Said on iTunes. We're on Mevio.com. We're out there at the Rogue 2 podcast. Buy me! In the UK, you can find us on the Stitcher radio app. However it is you're listening to us, let us know. We love to hear from you, and we love to get phone calls at... Yes, we do. The phones have been ringing here. Reba's had to hire all new interns because the other ones couldn't cut it. So when you call 415-937-0445, say hello to whoever's on the other line and get to know them. There are interns. They're working hard for us at WDS, and we appreciate it. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, the semester is rolling. Uh, so here's the... Message, intern! The annoying thing, about, <laughs> annoying thing <laughs> about Los Angeles that's happening right now is it's doing the desert climate thing, which happens uh, in the change of seasons. 
which is to say that it's you can't plan for the day because it's cold in the morning mm. in the 60s mm-hmm. and then it'll get up in the hundreds during the day and then it'll be cold again in the morning. So I went to bed last night and uh, had my comforter on and I was like, oh my God, I'm so hot. So I threw the comforter off. It just had one sheet covering me and my fan going. And then I woke up at uh, four o'clock in the morning and turned the fan off because it was no longer needed the fan on. And then I woke up at six o'clock in the morning freezing. So I had to cover myself back up again. Right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's freaking No desert. rhyme or reason. No rhyme or you know reason. What, know what I've done with the interns here that you might want to consider doing with your interns down at Duvet Studios Southwest? I don't know, and I'm a little concerned. I've chosen to number them. I don't want to get – it's too – I'm a sensitive guy, and I don't want to get too close to the interns because then they leave. They go off and do other things, bigger and better things. Mm, yeah. And so I don't want to know their names. I mean that's understood. So I feel by numbering them, it's kind of – I've personalized them in a sense. Yeah. You know, right, right there goes number three right, right there. I'm performing some sort of task. Right. Um, and, and that way I don't get too close, but yet there's an identity built around the number. Yeah, it's kind of like the like Bond, right? 007, 006. Exactly, right? Right. Is that what the methodology was behind that probably? Yeah. They didn't want to get too close to James? No, I think that's, you know, once he gets assigned the 00 status, he's the seventh person to have achieved 00 status and then there's a uh, 008 and whatnot. Interesting. It would be interesting to know what happened to 005, say. I could. It's also interesting how me talking about shivering in the morning made you think of numbering the interns. I can see how that would follow. <laughs> uh, well, it was just the image of you shivering was just too powerful, and I, I don't want to be brought down on my birthday. Powerful. That's powerful. People don't say that enough. I was cleaning something the other day in my uh, home, and it says on the label, it says, powerful clean. <laughs> And I thought, like, whoa, like, oh, it's powerful hot today, right? <laughs> so this is powerful clean. <laughs> uh, that is a good word. That 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 harkens back to a gentler, more segregated time. <laughs> right. Yeah, the good old days. Unbelievable. So, well, uh, what's got going on today? I, I don't have any guess yet to speak of. At any moment, a guess could appear. Yeah. Not to say. They're not. The feelers haven't been put out. It's just to say that we are at this point in time are not allowed to officially confirm or deny that we have guests. Yeah, we usually we like to have we our, our intrepid producer Reba uh, works diligently to get us guests, and we like to be prepared. We're showbiz folks, you know. We like to yeah. have our our thing going. Hey, that reminds me. There's something I wanted to ask you. Um, Let us entertain you, listeners. Yeah. Uh, but so we we have a guest all lined up, but we never really heard back. We heard back, yes, we're going to do the show, and then Reba followed up to say, "Okay, uh, here's what's happening," and then whatever. So we'll see. Yeah. In ten minutes or so, we might be having a guest. In ten minutes or so, folks, you will be riveted by how unprepared your favorite podcasters are to interview a guest. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, then we'll just keep talking. Let me ask you this, Rob, because this is speaking of showbiz. Uh, I was having a discussion with uh, listener Alan, uh, okay. which I still have to continue with him, about the term. <laughs> listener Alan. Yeah. Let's give a shout out to listener Alan. Thank you woo! for the support. Alan, woo! Let's give a shout out to all our listeners, one by one. Thank you all for the support. Yeah. Please. And, 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 and the way the show that support, the way the show 
your supporters simply just by commenting, dropping us a line. You know, it could be anything. Yeah, because your emails mean too much. Yeah, we, we take donations. Uh, about the term band practice. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, you... Oh. <laughs> what is the... Wow, you make that sound already. What 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 comes up for you when I say band practice? Uh, Carnegie Hall. <laughs> well, I'm actually talking about the term itself, the word practice. Well, you're going to say, and I know what listener Alan's going to say. Okay. So you don't practice, you rehearse. That's what I say, yes. But Alan, listener Alan, actually says he calls it band practice. Huh. He's more salt of the earth than you are, Jason. What, do you have a take on this? You're, you're more of a erudite. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Don't ask me how to spell it. I just want to get in and get out unscathed with these words. I know that you laugh at my word usage. All right, I think that's a fine word. Uh, you do you, you don't have a take on it? You don't care one way or the other about band practice or rehearsal? Well, I say band practice just because I think that's just the, the way I remember always it being referred to. You know, oh, we got to practice tonight or yeah, we got – but I know you come from a, a more studied background of the theater. So I'm sure you grew up saying rehearsal because it was like you had play rehearsal or you had uh, you know some sort of other thing that you were rehearsing. Whereas view it as practicing. Yeah, and I did a little research online, and this this is I'll just do this, a, a listener Alan. This is the email I was going to send back to you. I just haven't yet, which is the reason I I'm a stickler about rehearsal as opposed to practice is not because I. Okay, here's what happened. At some point in my past, some instructor of mine made a point to say that you don't go to play practice. You go to rehearsal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember when it happened or when it was, but I took that and I went, oh, that must mean something. And I said it to my mother or my family during the dinner table or something like that. I said, no, no, it's not play practice. It's rehearsal. And being in a family, uh, especially growing up when I did and being the youngest and only uh, boy there, I immediately got pounced on and attacked for saying that. Well, oh, you don't go to practice? Hey, rehearsal? Right? Like, I got assaulted for saying that. And I said it just once, right? I was like, oh, it's not band practice, rehearsal. But I, but, so I stopped saying it. I was like, uh-oh, better not say that because this is what it leads to. But ever since then, like, my sisters and my parents would be like, oh, going to rehearsal, Jason? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I never said I have rehearsal, I have practice. So, like, it's not that I came up and, and was adamant about it. I never just came and said it's rehearsal, not practice. But, like, I got hammered so many times by my family for mocking me for saying it once that I was like, okay, okay, it's it's rehearsal. So I – I know. But – the uh the what I've looked up for uh, what I looked up online and you can look this up as as well. You even be this uh, this quest for knowledge. I do a Google search. What's the difference between rehearsal and practice? Oh, nice, good place to start. Mm-hmm. The of any good search is pose a question. Yeah, and a I theory. found the the best way of summing it is that you practice on your own at home. Like you learn your part and you practice, you, you do, 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 practice. 
And then when you get into a group setting, you rehearse together. So if you, if you practice then, then you're, you're like taking out of the group. You're just practicing and doing something individually on your own. Whereas when you rehearse, ah. you all work together. And practice is personal and rehearsal is relational. So when you rehearse, you work together. And if you practice, it's an individual thing. So if you're taking time to practice doing rehearsal, you're not actually involved with the group. You're just learning your own shit. I like it. I smell a new segment. <laughs> okay. New segment. Jason Jason Kiss <laughs> Great. So that's your knowledge of for this week then. You know, it's funny because I think maybe I'm looking thinking back to band practice uh when we were in the, the FI, uh, the glory years of our punk rock band. Our whole year. And literally, we were practicing. Yeah. Whether it all together or individually, we were still practicing because we none of us knew how to play our instruments at that point. So even when we had band rehearsal, it was still four or five guys practicing. You know, I was, yeah. And what that makes me think of is... I remember being really impressed as a kid that there's a that's a drummer that we know that we used to go over to the drummer's house and he could play every part that Neil Peart could ever play. Like he could just put on a Rush album and play along with it. And I'd be Are you like, talking about Listener Killfoil? No, not Listener Killfoil. Actually, oh. uh, I was talking about Listener Lippy. Actually, um, Listener Lippy, excellent drummer. Yeah, um, but I was listening. I was listening actually to um, uh, not the FI, but our our, our follow up to the FI, our band Carlton and the Doormen, most underrated band in the annals of music history. Yes, exactly. With our 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 big hit single "Funky Beat." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a little bitter by by that because I, I believe I was the drummer in Carlton and the Doormen up until the time "Funky Beat" came around, and then I was unceremoniously deposed to front man or something like that yeah you were you were the singer again you were you were taken out because you couldn't play wipeout and matt could yeah. play wipeout yeah 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 uh, but i was listening to our we have our entire rehearsal for the fashion show we played at the fashion show at our high school the the intermission we were the entertainment um uh-huh. and you killed it you know and we were the band uh much like uh the velvet underground that launched a thousand other bands apparently the Rich, he, he was transfixed by our performance at the Mills High Fashion Show, and it made him want to start a band. Well, we 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 were ahead of our time, Carlton the Doorman, and he was on mushrooms as well, which must have helped. Yeah, that that helps. But we got to hand it to Listener Rich that he, of everybody in that audience, stayed and watched this play, whereas everybody else left and went out into the center court. You know, but we play. I. <laughs> We pl- we have a whole set, and I-, I haven't listened to the whole set yet. But we play uh, we play Wipeout, we play Love Me Two Times, we play um, this one goes out to the one I love, right? Oh yeah, yeah, which wasn't as good as I thought it was. But our version of Wipeout and Love Me Two Times, I listen to it and I go, we sound really good, you know. And I sit and think, wow, we're we're a good we're a good band, but the what made me think of this is when you said we're we're band practice uh it, it, it what it does now is it it makes me think that the doors weren't that good of a band if a bunch of dudes in high school could play it as good as the doors can 
<laughs> Write us, listeners, and let us know. <laughs> do you think Carlton and the Doorman are better than the Doors? <laughs> well, no. I mean, my point is that you, you like, I, well, maybe I've already made my point. Like, it made me think that Neil Pert wasn't that great. If you know, it's listener like, Lippy. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wow, Neil Pert's such an awesome drummer. Wait, he can do that too, and he's sixteen. <laughs> You know what? It's funny. Since we're on the music topic, and hey, this is a birthday show. I, I like the way this is going. Okay. I like the fact that uh, we're just we're talking off the top of our heads and walking down memory lane yeah. in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny now because I see so many bands that are very young. They're the, the same age that we were when we were playing music, you know, when we were in varying bands. And the two things that strike me, maybe I've mentioned this in the show before, is A, their equipment is so much better than the equipment we have. Oh. I mean, light years better. It's amazing to me. And so oh, that's a leg up. You're going to sound better if you have better equipment, amplification and whatever and all that stuff. And the other thing, they really, with things like YouTube and the internet to kind of tell you, okay, these are the exact chords that dude played. Yeah. Whereas before, doing it by ear and approximating and, you know, they're able to really duplicate songs and learn from uh people with way more knowledge in in a way that we just didn't have you know maybe we had a guy that was older that would teach us a few chords or something like that but now you can like spend all day on the youtube really learning you know every part to stairway to heaven right or you could actually look at the lyrics so you're not like listening you're not rewinding the tape going is it the puppet in the straight line what is the puppet exactly right so how many lyrics did you just assume are one thing and then you find out later that wow he wasn't saying that at all well that's happened to me you mentioned a couple shows ago that that song going down by the monkeys was played on mm-hmm. breaking bad right and yeah. i as a uh, subversive trick to our uh intellectual hoi polloi in high school uh, there was a snobby uh, independent magazine called Doublethink that was released uh-huh. in our high school, which was basically a creative writing poetry, not sanctioned by the actual school itself. It was like, we're going to make this and we're going to do this. And you had to submit and there was a group of students who decided whether your work was good enough or not to submit to it. Uh-huh. And uh, Who are those students? <laughs> Give me <laughs> I don't know, but it was it was like it, it, you were you were cool in a nerdy way if you got into doublethink. Like that was kind of a smart intellectual thing. So, I simply listened to the song Going Down by the Monkees, which was on um Breaking Bad a couple weeks ago, and I copied the lyrics and I submitted it with a bunch of other stuff that I had written. I'd written a couple short stories, I'd written a song, and I also wrote and I also just copied this Monkees song. And I submitted it. And they rejected a cu- one of my short stories because they said it's too much like a Twilight Zone episode, which it wasn't, by the way. Um, but they accepted this monkey's... <laughs> I, just... I do. I do. I, I, I get angry about it. So it was a good story. I'll read it at the end of the show. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, but they, they, they published the... Uh, the going down as if I had written it myself and then it got out and everything. And then at the same time, the monkeys started to have a comeback. So unfortunately the monkeys were on TV 
And one of the guys who works for it said, hey, I was just watching TV this morning and that that thing you said you wrote, the monkeys were playing it on the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah how about that? No, busted. Yeah. Um, but the reason I mentioned that is because I, up until the show was on, that song was on the uh, Breaking Bad, I've just always assumed the lyrics were what I heard them to be when I listened and wrote them, and they're not. So technically I did write that poem because the lyrics I wrote aren't what he's singing. Nice, see? You appropriated. I appropriated. It was inspired by the monkeys going down. I remember uh, a similar kind of story where I really liked this girl. And, you know, at the time I was in a band and, like, I would write lyrics and whatnot. But I just didn't feel like my lyrics were – I really I think I probably really wanted to sleep with her. Um, <laughs> and so I had this intense struggle because I wanted to submit the lyrics to a uh, – I think it was – I want to say it was an American Music Club song. And the, the writer, Mark Eitzel's – and his self-loathing and his, you know, and so I'm going to say, hey, song for you, you know, check out the lyrics. And they were his lyrics. And I remember having this really bad struggle with my, like, oh, God, I can't do that. You know, that, yeah, but I, yeah, what difference does it make? And I, I remember opting not to. Oh, and, yeah. And, and just saying, okay. And that, that's a line that I've held since you know i've i've oh, never misrepresented what was my work versus you know what was somebody else's yeah for yeah yeah that was uh, i i will admit that that was something that i did i i did it uh I, that was an actual misrepresentation i was actually pretending that i wrote that poem uh the monkeys thing i i can admit that now um yeah but i i, I then experimenting you were experimenting with uh plagiarism yeah just dabbling Dabbling in plagiarism. <laughs> we all we dabble with plagiarism. <laughs> but well, I turned it to my advantage because listener Pete the, the, thought it was like the coolest thing I ever. He was like, that's so awesome that you did that just to prove to them that, you, you know, how <laughs> really? stupid they are and how snobby they are. So the next year he said, we should do that ourselves. We should do that. <laughs> so the next year we took a Doors song. And we submitted it, and we submitted it under a false name. We submitted it under the name of a person who wasn't even a student at school named Ken Satillion. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that got into doublethink as well. And we, we that just, like, proved our point that it didn't really matter, and they didn't know what they were talking wow. about. So we got two songs. Oh, man, that's awesome. They got... They- <laughs> <laughs> Baby, twice today. <laughs> man. You said something earlier that was kind of my uh, something that was a memory, and now, like most of my memories in my aged state, just kind of float away. What was it that it was about? Ah, it'll come to me. Uh, well, we could just re-say everything we've just said: uh, the fashion show, uh, learning lyrics, uh, listening to songs, watching YouTube, um, lyrics, learning lyrics, double think. Wasn't there? All- at our high school called the Fish Rap? Uh, yeah, but I don't really remember the Fish Rap. I don't remember in those intellectual circles that you did in, in high school. I know that. I moved in all the circles, man. I was a chameleon. I know. You were good. Like We were both kind of like that in, in high school in that we were friends with pretty much every 
group, you know? Yeah. Which you get like we got invited to all the parties as opposed to just some of the parties. Yeah. Yeah. And it made it made it very easy to kind of navigate high school because you know, we knew some people that hung out in the smoking section. We knew some people that were jocks. We knew some of the cheerleaders. We knew some of the intellectuals. We knew some of the, you know, whatever, the nerds. Right. All of those John Hughes categories. It's fun. They do exist, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know they do exist. I mean, there was definitely, there was a smoking section in our high school. Can you even imagine? Can you even think of that now, happening now? now? It just wouldn't happen now, right? Even though everybody still smokes, I see it. But, like, yeah, there wouldn't be a whole section de- <laughs> no, it's so, it's so oh, funny, man. That is funny. It, it, I'm always shocked, you know, having been on this planet for X amount of years. We won't say. Um, we were really blessed because I I can remember a time before there was all these you know things put to help save me from myself. Yeah, we were really at the tail end of everything glorious about being a teenager i think and i felt it changing as i as i was still a teenager like i could see mm-hmm. the 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 iron curtain coming down or perhaps that's a different kind of phrase <laughs> but like i could feel it shift in my in my junior and senior year especially my senior year i could see all of the gloriousness of of teenagerism being pulled away uh, so I think we squeaked in right under the radar. We did. And now it's like people don't realize what a more of a police state we live in. Uh, we, we, night today. Okay. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, we just see it. And even going to shows, you know, first of all, I think the East Coast is way more conservative than the West Coast is. And if I'm talking, if I'm being frank, and I'm talking about marijuana usage at rock venues, yeah. it's uh, it is very uh, frowned upon out here. And West Coast, it's you know, it's just part of the process. Yeah. Well, but y- you can't smoke inside though, so that's the thing. Like, where do you smoke? I mean, I was, I went. People do, you know, you go to a show at the Fillmore in San Francisco and the minute the lights go down, it's like smoke emanating from everywhere. Yeah, I don't think that could happen in Los Angeles, but I don't know. I haven't been to a, a rock show. I think you need to squirrel away somewhere. I, but, I, you know, I see, that's where I, I come. Uh, uh, a I co- come yeah, <laughs> uh, that's kind of where I, I was trying. I'm trying to pick up on your uh, naming the different packs of animals. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a cat of field mice. Yeah. Uh, no. A, a murder of crows. There's a murder of crows. Oh, There's an encroachment of cockroaches, I think. I think that's what they're called. Don't get me started. We've cited, we've seen some in our in our shower. An encroachment of cockroaches? I think it's actually... A, I forget what it is. Now I have to look it up. You tell the story and I'll look up what it actually is. Well, no, the, the, other, the other day, my wife... My wife has actually a great story. And this is... If you know her at all... I do. You could see this happening. And you know her. So she's sitting on the subway going to work in the morning. And she has her, one of those Kindles and she's reading her book. And all of a sudden, she looks out of the corner of her eye... And she's, he's a cockroach in the subway car. Oh. 
to which she takes off her flip-flop that she's wearing before she changes into her work shoes. And she takes off her flip-flop and just beats the crap. Subway. So she goes from being stationary reading a Kindle to and there's a couple other girls and startling commuters, right? And, and, and in a New York City subway these days, people are easily startled, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, everybody's a little bit on high watch with, you know, terrorism and everything else that goes on. So you do anything kind of out of the ordinary and you're going to spark a lot of interest. So all these people just kind of whiplash to look and see what this banging is. And these two girls that are sitting, younger girls are sitting across from my wife and they look at her and they're going, that was so cool. <laughs> Hallie, and Hallie's like, Hallie's like going, oh, disgusting, you know? <laughs> yes. And so put, put flip flop and starts reading, you know, her Kindle again. And so after taking care of the cockroach, but I was like, wow, that's impressive. I probably would have like eat, you know, or like, <laughs> I would have gone up and moved my seat where she just took the bull by the horns. So the other night, I go to use our bathroom, and I look in the bathtub. There's a cockroach. Oh, and I'm like, God. oh! Oh, and so the first thing I think is, Hallie! <laughs> <laughs> you better get in here. And so she comes in there, and she's just like, oh, my God. And whacks it, you know, like has at it. Puts the thing away. And uh, we flush it down the toilet. So later that night, I go to the bathroom. It's like four in the morning and I, I oh, go in. I have to turn on the light just to see what's going on. I turn on the light and I look into the shower and I startle two cockroaches. You know, like where they're like <laughs> all over each other. Yes. I guess light startles them probably. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, it's gross. So one gets away and I see where it got away to. It kind of – we have a one of those screens up in our bathroom window to ventilate. Yeah. So there's obviously a breach the other one I'm able to get with the, the, the village voice in the living room. I get it. And so I dump it. So now I'm like, oh, my God, there's a breach. So in the morning, I'm trying to kind of like figure out where they're getting in. I think I figure it out, and I wedge this thing into this gap that I assume is a thing. I'll be goddamned if I don't go in this morning at around the same time, and I see another one. Oh, no. Yeah, so now I'm like, you know, because what they say, if you see one, there's more. That's not good. Yeah. So now I got to really figure out. So I think we need to we bring in the heavy guns and and get some some rape. Yeah, it's uh it's an intrusion of cockroaches. That's what a collective of is that what it's called. That's the official term. Yeah. And we like we live in a clean, nice apartment, but I think when the weather starts to turn and get colder, they start looking to come in. Yeah, I've been very fortunate. There are cockroaches in Los Angeles, and I've of all the places I've lived, I've only lived in one place that had cockroaches, and I was like, oh my god, like this must be what's normal. But I've I've been free of cockroaches. I have spiders in my place. That's that's what happens in my place. Take me in my sleep. Well, I just killed a spider just now. As the show started, I stepped on a spider. Wow. Yeah, that's me. We're just exterminating our way through this <laughs> glorious hour of entertainment. Yeah, I'm just killing, 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 killing. We're a killing machine. Yeah. Hey, I guess our guest isn't calling. <laughs> All right, well, that's good. 15 uh, minutes yeah, late. That freezes, that freezes up. <laughs> yeah, just would be a little more freewheeling. <laughs> uh, we don't need no stinking guests. Uh, do we need any news? I got off my ass. Book month. Us. 
series of stories to entertain and tantalize. Let's see. There's a there's a bed of oysters. <laughs> um, let's see. A a pitying of doves. Really? Yeah. A what are they? Gulk of foxes. Of course, a gaggle of geese. Right. Every uh, does every get its very own term. I don't know if every animal does. There's a a mess of iguanas. <laughs> um, the whole mess of them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. A smack. Did you hear of the jellyfish. latest? Uh, speaking of news, did you hear uh, Romney's comments? What did you make of this? Um. Percent. I like this age of a very like you know exact populist of pop- uh, politicians that really want to dial down the actual percentages of those that are you know. Free. Those. That are, you know. <laughs> what I, I again, like most things, I only heard a little bit of it, and then I heard people talking about it. Like I never got the news itself. I just heard people talking about hearing the news. But mm-hmm. it seems to me that he said forty-seven percent of people who are voting for Obama, which has now turned into forty-seven percent of the entire uh, populace, which is incorrect because. The entire populace isn't voting for Obama. He was talking about a specific, like he was saying, of Obama voters, 47% of them are freeloading losers or, you know, on the on the dole or something like that, right? I mean, isn't that what he was saying? I didn't interpret it that way. I thought he was referring to this election being, you know, composed of, say, of 100% of the people, which it won't be. You know, how many people actually vote? Let's start there. Yeah. Well, you know, like, but 30-something percent of the population actually votes. Well, there's no point in voting. The Electoral College Do you realize that. that, honestly, though, Americans, we leave up the decide- decision of the President of the United States to a third of the people in this country? Yeah, to those to the old-timers at the Yankees game. It's true. The zealots. Um, no, I... I mean that what Romney was saying is, okay, in this election, 47% of the people are going to vote for Obama. And the other 47% are going to vote for me. And then in there's, then there's your plus or minus. And then what's left is who they're fighting over is the independent voter. Yeah, the extra 6%. I'm terrible at math. Yeah, something like that. So- <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I imagine this comment to mean more that, like, look, 47% of the people that are voting for Obama. See, I took it to mean that. The people that are voting for Obama are the freeloading, uh, you know, entitled hippies. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take it to that. I thought, I thought he meant 100% of the people who are voting for me and 100% of the people are, are voting for Obama. So there's, there's that percentage, and of those 100% of people that are voting for Obama, 47% of them are – see, but that's what I mean. I don't I – did, I didn't follow the story. All I hear are people talking about it, and that's what I, I – I don't think it matters. The way, though, with, with politics is the story almost doesn't matter. It's what the people talking about it are going to say about the story. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so – and I've heard all sorts of stuff about Romney about how he – he created health care for Massachusetts, and it's actually what Obamacare was based on, and that he collected a bailout when he was in this company, the Bain Capital Company, 
apparently there's a huge Rolling Stone article on Bain Capital mm-hmm. and that he's against government bailouts, but he took a government bailout and he's not actually creating jobs and blah, blah, blah. Well, the problem with him really is that he is just a foot in the mouth politician and it's, you know, time and time again, he's, he does not, he is so unrelatable. I really, the fatal flaw with Romney. You know, you could say that Obama is aloof, you know, perhaps, or that, you know, he's um, ineffectual or whatever. But can I say that Romney, he's aloofa? <laughs> the problem with Romney, though, is he's really like he's I ver- believe in my heart of hearts that he has zero in common with me in my struggles. I have been paying zero attention to this election, and I'll tell you why. One is that California has already voted for Obama, so it doesn't matter seriously yeah. whether I vote or not. Same with same. With, it really, it's a, it's it's a foregone. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be sit. It doesn't matter. It means I'm going to be sitting on election night trying to find out what Ohio and North Carolina and Florida did, because that's yeah. the only thing that matters in the election. Uh, we don't even. So it doesn't matter. And it really doesn't matter. I, I hate to say this because everyone's going to maybe we'll finally get some email. But it really doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> to me that if yeah, if Romney is president or Obama is president, uh, it, honestly, it, it doesn't uh, really in the grand scheme of things. Maybe, you know, it might. But I first of all, I don't believe Romney is going to get elected. I think it's that the pattern of America is that we give presidents eight eight years we give them two terms the ship turns around at the beginning of the first term and then it starts sailing in another direction in the second term and by the end of the second term it sailed too far and everything sucks under that person i don't know if you remember but the last two years of clinton's presidency kind of sucked (laughs) like things were sucking in america at the end of clinton's presidency and the ship needed to be turned around again and then bush showed up and, you know, then 9-11 happened, and I was, like, pissed off about mm-hmm. that because I was like, my first thought was this wouldn't have happened if Gore was president. But who knows, you know. And yeah, yeah, everything went sailing another direction, and everything got fucked up. So now Obama's turning the ship around again. We're just going to go back and forth with the pendulum or whatever. I don't think – I don't yeah. think – And it's a slow – Yeah. The United States is like a huge luxury cruise liner. Yes. You don't just – it doesn't turn on a dime. It's not a fucking speedboat, people. Yeah. Hey, you know, that reminds me. Remember that there was a cruise ship that capsized? Yes. Yeah, whatever happened to that? I don't know. See how quick our, our attention span is. Look, look when we t- <laughs> this is in, uh, this I don't think involves percentages. Ah, here it is. Latest news from our friends at CBS Philly. I like how it says CBS Philly. Even like even the network abbreviates Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the other day. Uh, do you remember that that uh, that tabloid magazine, the Weekly World News, that would talk about Bat yes. Boy and stuff like that? I remember getting it mm-hmm. once in high school and reading it, and just chortling and laughing at the journalistic ineptitude of it because they would use the term "cops say," "cops say." You know, and we'd be like, oh, my God, cops say. And that happens all the time now. I see that in, in news reports all the time. People are just like, cops say. I'm like, really? Cops say? Yeah, yeah it's become. Well, uh, well I, I love when people in within the same article, you know, the, the standard practice of, say, the L.A. Times, New York Times or Washington. Uh, is it Post is the, the good one? Yeah. 
uh, they'll say, you know, if I'm referring to you as a Mr. Duplissy, uh, commented, they'll put that Mr. or Mrs. in front right. or yeah. Miss. Yeah. You know, and I'll sometimes I'll, I'll read like a, a young, you know, young blogger, young journalist writing about some, you know, god awful rock band, you know, and they'll be talking about, you know, <laughs> played a sold out show to Mr., you know, blo- <laughs> from Nape. Yeah. <laughs> it always kind of cracks me up when the two worlds collide. <laughs> right. Yes. That's good stuff, though. That's the that's sort of the point of Napalm Death, I think, to do that. To up- the world's colliding. Absolutely. Uproot the establishment. I'm going to read this story. We're going to do a new story. Here it goes. Italian st- male genitalia is shrinking. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> now, is that just Italian male genitalia or is this meant to be broad reaching? Uh, I don't know. How do they know that? Like, who? How, how have they measured enough male genitalia to know? And who's been doing that? Well, it says if size matters, male private parts are shrinking, according to a new Italian study on sexuality. The study's leaders claim to have a bona fide research that says the average a bona fide. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> research that says the average size of a penis is roughly ten percent smaller than it was fifty years ago. Oh man. Yes. No. Because I'm sure, you know, while we may not have the the man from 50 years ago, we're we we've only shrunk, you know, percentage wise. You know what I'm saying? Well, but I, I think that the, those are these are new new. Ten percent is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, okay, but I think these are newly minted Italian penises. I think we still fell into the ten percentile. Perectile. Old school. You gotta trace your penis all the way back to Sicily. <laughs> but maybe that can be something that you can throw around at the next rock show when the people are sneering at you. You can be like, hey, back off, 10 percenter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen. Listen. Yeah, to don't bug me, freshman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the study doesn't say how the research was conducted or give numbers. <laughs> okay. What the hell? Wow. Hey, this. that reminds me of a study I just came up with. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's do interns. We need a WDS study. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent of the males who host WDS have spectacular penises. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We are still. The people that host WDS shows have huge penises. (laughs) Yay! Yay. What do they said at (laughs) gmail.com? Because your emails mean so much. Yeah. Because we're huge. Yeah. Anyway. some some reasons for shrinkage include weight gain, stress, smoking, and alcohol. Wow. So I think of all the people I see sitting at a bar during football season, and I think, wow, the deck is stacked. The not, swimming isn't uh, a figure factor in there. Nor. <laughs> I don't think that. I think uh, oh, being overweight doesn't actually mean your genitalia is any smaller. I just think by perspective, it's smaller. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, but we know we live in a time where perspective is everything. Yeah. Hey, don't don't look at me. So what do you think, don't look at me. Chase, on our try through sket barometer of news? Would you say that the fact that the male penis seems to be shrinking? I- for the shrinkage of the male penis. I think it has everything to do with maybe some of that extra percentage of male penis has gone to the woman. The, the woman now seems to rule the ro- roost more so than at any time. Speaking from personal experience. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Re- Reba! 
got a cockroach in me. I, I'm, I'm, I don't weigh one side or the other on this. I'm going to say this is neither a or a. I like it. I'll go with you on okay. that one. I- Good. Excellent. So is that it for you know, news? It, well, I mean, we have other news stories, but I just the conversation's rolling. I wanted yeah. to ask you, uh, maybe we'll call this section uh, Street Fighting Men and Women. Uh, <laughs> okay. And that way we can not pay the Rolling Stones. Oh, so let's turn that off? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get sued! I mean, it's fair use. everywhere! Fair use. Fair use. So I've witnessed a lot lately, uh, just kind of out in the streets. Maybe it's, it's New York is a much more dramatic city. I'm realizing too. Then, and I, I see more people like having fights over phones, like you know where they're crying and you know what do you mean. But the usually you would imagine it'd be the the, the girl, like you know why why do you love me? It's the opposite. It's guys are so whiny and and. Having to like constantly, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They're always trying to like, you know, qualify themselves to the the woman on the other line. It seems like the pendulum is really swung. This is your penis theory. <laughs> kind of. I, I I really do. You got more stay at home dads now. Yeah. So let me uh, get this straight. You're witnessing <clears throat> people on the street, men on the street, pleading with their girlfriend on the phone. Yes. I see. Yes. Like saying, don't leave me. Because when you said street... It's not in at all. When you said street fighting, I thought you meant actual, like, fisticuffs on the street, like actual arguments happening on the street. Because I've been... Uh, over the past week, I've seen two kind of major altercations happening in the street. Ooh. Fight, 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 fight. Yeah, exactly. Fight. A fight. I was walking my dog last Wednesday... And I rounded a corner and there was a taxi cab up in the Hollywood Hills here, a taxi cab up on the street. And there was an extremely drunk guy who was getting out and the cab driver was like in his face in the front telling him to pay. Um, so I, I continued walking because I was like, I, this is n- nothing I have to do with. But then I stopped and I listened because they were escalating and he was really yelling. The drunk guy was really yelling. And I had a kind of feeling of, should I step in? Is there something I can do? Right. Like my uh-huh. my sense of control and <laughs> came over, not like altruism. It was like, fucking I can do this. Right. Like, <laughs> Superman. They'll listen to me. So I went back and uh, I was like, hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? And the drunk guy was like, he doesn't think I can pay him. My phone is dead. I live here. And the guy was like, well, you stay out of this. And the taxi cab driver was a huge dick to me. He was like, what do you want? You stay out of this. You, uh, who are you? Uh. And I was like, well, dude, I'm, like, I'm on your side. Kind of seems to me yeah. that the drunk guy is being a dick. And then the, the drunk guy took a swing at the cab driver and sucked him in the face, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cab driver hit the dude? No, no, no. The drunk guy hit the cab driver. So then the cab driver like went back. He was, the cab driver was like, I'm on duty. So I took my phone out like any... Uh, <laughs> Any concerned citizen to videotape them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's the new way. Yeah. So I got I got video of the guy, and the guy took another swing at the cab driver. But then the cab driver was like, he as soon as the camera turned on, he his whole attitude changed, and he like grabbed this twelve pack of Bud Light and bottles 
that had been in the uh-huh. back of the cabin, threw it on the ground. And then he said, forget it. You, 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 get out of here. And then the drunk guy like had some wadded up bills that he threw at the cab driver. And then the cab driver <laughs> picked him up and left. And the guy was like, I just gave him $300. Hey, thanks, man. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's very strange. And then yesterday, yeah. yesterday I was at a 7-Eleven. I had to go into a 7-Eleven and uh, there was a guy at the counter yelling at the guy behind the counter. And they were yelling at each other, just like getting really, really like, you get out of here. I, you, where's your manager? And I'm the manager here. And just screaming and hollering. I was just like, what is going on? It must be end days, right? That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I don't see anything that would get me that riled up, you know, shy of somebody that I really know and care about, you know, saying uh, lately, that's just been, I used to be more wound up. Now I'm less wound up. But the other day we were walking back from somewhere. I forget. We had our dog with us and the dog was sniffing by an entryway to an apartment building. You know, there obviously some other dog had pissed there before and, and the dog was curious and was sniffing around. <laughs> and my wife, my wife had her on a short leash and was actively trying to pull her away from the door. At the same time, this girl, grumpy girl, holding like a bag of food or something like that, is marching towards the door because that's where she lived, right? Mm-hmm. And not, you know, my wife is like, come on, come on, dog, let's go, pulling, pulling the dog away. And this, Chick is like marching towards her door and not didn't look up and acknowledge my wife, but instead proceeded to like step over the dog and open the door right where the dog was, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And not a good thing to do to a, for a dog owner. That's not a good thing to do. Yeah, I you, know, you don't, st- you don't step over somebody's dog. You really don't. <laughs> that's a song in that. Yeah. And exactly. Um, and so my wife is not one to hold her tongue said, I'm moving her out of the way, you inconsiderate bitch. <laughs> See, I thought she was going to take off her flat and start whacking the woman. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> no, so, and, and so the girl, and then, you know, my wife pulls the dog away and starts heading down, the, heading down the street. And the girl turns around and she's like, what did you say? Mm-hmm. And of course, I don't even have a chance <laughs> to, you know, say anything because my wife turns around and goes, I called you a fat inconsiderate bitch <laughs> now meanwhile off to the side of on the sidewalk is a family like a mom dad and kid oh no and i'm like oh no and i know my wife's mouth that it could, things could escalate from there you know exponentially and i'm standing there so i'm not even like really a part of the scene so the the girl doesn't know that i'm you know related to the the person she's yelling with yeah uh-huh. and so I just kind of, I guess I witnessed the whole thing and I looked at the woman. I'm like going, who does that? Who steps over a dog? I'm like, get over yourself. Right. Yeah. Who doesn't and even say, excuse like, me or something like that? Yeah. And she looks at me and she's like going, she's And I'm like going, I'm like, who does that? Get over yourself. And then the family and my wife then starts yelling, fuck off. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, I turn to her, I'm like going, there's a family there, you know? Like, you were within the realms of okayness until just now. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But I, but who, again, who does that? I just, people make their life, they, people create stress in their life. That, and I'm sure 
that even though we talked about it as we were walking away, you know, being miffed and marveling at people's, you know, inconsiderateness, but I'm sure that woman was like, oh, you, I saw you, this bitch wouldn't move for a minute. My house or her dog was peeing on my door. You know, like, I can't wait to hear what her version was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's got a version. People oftentimes think my dog, or it doesn't happen so much anymore. When I lived further down the hill, people are a lot nicer up here, but people would like, think my dog was doing something when it really wasn't or, or blame my dog for all the ills of for every other the, dog the, the piss of a thousand dogs yeah exactly it's like well hey i'm actually pretty considerate here i actually throw a bag under my dog's ass when she squats down so that she poops on the bag so there isn't any leftover shit residue on the sidewalk for people to step in i, I do that i'm considerate that way and then i tie up the bag when i throw it into somebody else's garbage can <laughs> God, that's very that's very you're much more considerate than i am well come on you know so i don't i don't i i don't take the heat from other people anyway hey i'm in a bit of a time pressure here today right no worries i could do this all day jace i know it's your birthday hey but i did want to touch on just briefly because you said that you mentioned that you said that you mentioned that you watched survivor last night did you watch it did you like it i loved it it was great yeah it was good I was disappointed that the uh, tattooed guy went home. I thought he was an interesting person, but he he um, made he gambled, but he he and he gambled correctly. They just did. didn't do it right. Yeah, he, he did, did the right thing. Uh, I think Russell. If we're talking about Russell, yeah. Uh, I mean, God, I don't understand people that approach a social game, which is what Survivor is. Yeah. With that, like, over here, like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to? You're already kind of a target because you've been on the show. Why would you want to all of a sudden designate yourself the leader and the authority on Survivor? People are going to bristle at that. Yeah, yeah. People don't like being told what to do. Right. And, again, I think they made the right choice. You keep the person who you want to vote out and you vote out the likable person. That's where Mm -hmm. what's-his-name went wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because I missed bits and pieces of it because I was kind of doing other things and – was Jeff Kent discovered beyond that one girl knowing who he was? No. The baseball player. We're talking about Jeff Kent, the former Giant, former Dodger, former Met. Covering right, no. That this show is associated and affiliated with. <laughs> no. The answer is no. Nobody other so than that girl. So she knows, but nobody else knows. Right. Much like uh, Michael Scoopin knows that Lisa Welcher was blah, blah. Uh, and nobody no one else, else knows, does. huh? Because right. that would be like, I mean, a no-brainer. She's looks and sounds and is Blair. So what are you going to do? Yeah, but, I mean, would you have recognized somebody who was on The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis when we were 20? Or someone who was on Car 54, where are you? you Recognize uh, Bob Denver? Absolutely. (laughs) Not Bob Denver, but, like, the guy who played Dobie Gillis, for example. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, like, unmistakable. He's got a flat top. Is he still... Well, I don't know, but but let's say another like you'd recognize Mrs. Garrett, or I don't know, but you know what I mean. Like this, <laughs> I don't know if they would. I think they wouldn't know who she was. I don't think they would. They watch the Facts of Life. I don't think my daughter would recognize anyone from the Facts of Life. That's funny. I I, I guess we're of a certain age, so we would definitely notice. Um, yeah, but it'll be interesting. But she, it, it, I'm. I am rooting for Jeff Kent. I don't know why. And it's funny because that girl was right. He's a millionaire like probably 40 times over. Right. Yeah. You know. I'm not but rooting I, for anybody yet. 
I'm, you know, at the moment, I guess I'm rooting for the, the, I'm not rooting for anybody. Is there a woman that you're rooting for to see more of? Uh, well, I usually begins and ends with you. Yeah, pretty much. Well, the, the only one that sort of interests me right now is the banker girl with the ridiculously huge yellow bra. Uh huh. Yeah. She's interesting to watch. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on her. Maybe we'll get her on the show. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guest. Jeez, I don't wonder what happened with that. Let's get Reba to follow how, up on that. How do you think Reba should handle it if we get a another apologetic email saying, "Oops, was it today?" I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Well, I do know that our guest had to be on the Today Show today, so and she was, uh, uh, or he. Uh, really, I I can't imagine WDS being that far down in the ratings to NBC right now. Right, but I'm just saying that perhaps it went longer or over ah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something She's probably pep- lunching right now with, uh, you know, uh, what's his name that has a new movie to promote. Right. <laughs> yeah, with Ben Affleck. Uh, They're not rushing. What do you got going on this weekend, Rob? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yes. Uh, tonight, going out to dinner with dear friends. Yes, Tomorrow, birthday. going out to dinner with dear wife. Saturday, I'm working. Hired, folks. Got a job. So if any of you are in New York City in the Lower East Side of Manhattan on Eldridge Street between Grand and Broom, come by and say hello to your friend Bob. He's working the bar at Fontana's. Saturday. Nice. Yeah, it'll be a nice little meet and greet. Maybe get an autograph. Absolutely. It won't get you a free drink because I'm new. I can't be doing that. But, uh, you know, it will get you a, a, a photo op with me. There you go. Photo op with Bob Duvet at that bar and maybe a, an assigned napkin. Exactly. I'll sign a napkin. What do you have going on, Chase? This weekend is the big writers' conference in Newport Beach. When does it start? It must start soon. Friday? Starts Friday at uh, 12 noon, and then it goes all weekend long. And I'm a little concerned about the commute going back and forth to Newport Beach. I didn't get a hotel in Newport Beach um, Uh because I just thought I would stay here. It's only about an hour away. um, So that's not that bad. I hear it's lovely in Newport Beach. It is. I hear it is. Uh, so, But I'm going to be gone for most of the entire weekend, and hopefully something will come out of it. So fingers crossed. I'm going to be preparing yeah. today. I'm um, doing we, a lot of writing. We all here at Duvet Nation are crossing our fingers. Excellent. Good. The That's Duvidians it. are behind you every step of the way. Lo- woo! Woo! Your endeavor. Well, thank you, three and four. I don't know about the other two. Uh... And uh, (laughs) all right. Well, you have yourself a happy birthday, Rob. Genuinely, I hope you uh, you enjoy it. And uh, have a great day and a great conference. Thank you, and uh, hopefully we'll get this guest on someday. But if that happens, it won't happen till next time. Next time. Can you tell me what did they say? Did you hear what did they say? Can you hear what did they say? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. Yeah. This is, everyone's sitting down. The, the fashion show is there. They're all getting up. They want to go eat some donuts. Sit the fuck down. And what do they hear? A funky beat. Sit the fuck down.